Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Broadcasting today from Random Lake. It took me a couple hours to get the driveway cleared out. Uh, that was some pretty nasty, wet, then frozen snow uh, at the end of the drive. In any case, um, later today, I have the funeral for Jane Twos. She was a cornerstone member of Emmanuel Adel, and you know that during their vacancy, I've been covering for them in regards to funerals. But today, before we do that, we have our Congregation at Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer, come to you each morning about 9 a.m. And today, we're going to move along to the Office of the Keys, the Office of the Keys, which goes with confession and absolution. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. We say our memory verse for this week. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope. Psalm 130, verses 3 through 5. Our psalm, Psalm 106, beginning in verse 24. Then they despised the pleasant land, having no faith in his promise. They murmured in their tents, and did not obey the voice of the Lord. Therefore he raised his hand and swore to them that he would make them fall in the wilderness, and would make their offspring fall among the nations, scattering them among the lands. Then they yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor, and ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They provoked the Lord to anger with their deeds, and a plague broke out among them. Then Phineas stood up and intervened, and the plague was stayed, and that was counted to him as righteousness from generation to generation forever. They angered him at the waters of Meribah, and it went ill with Moses on their account, for they made his spirit bitter, and he spoke rashly with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord commanded them, but they mixed with the nations and learned to do as they did. They served their idols, which became a snare to them, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus they became unclean by their acts and played the whore in their deeds. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people, and he abhorred his heritage. He gave them into the hand of the nations, so that those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their power. Many times he delivered them, but they were rebellious in their purposes, and were brought low through their iniquity. Nevertheless he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake he remembered his covenant, and he relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. He caused them to be pitied by all those who held them captive. Save us, O Lord our God! and gather us from among the nations. 
that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is from Matthew chapter 28. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. I always am remiss not to mention here that baptism, we we usually use verse 19 and maybe verse 18. We usually omit 18 as well. That there's really four parts here and they all go together. Is that first comes Jesus' authority. That he has authority both in heaven and on earth as the Son of God and the one who has victory over sin, death, and the devil. Therefore, he sends his apostles to go and make disciples of all nations. But the making of disciples happens by baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and, verse 20, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, law and gospel. And then the fourth part, which is key, is that in the midst of all of this going and baptizing and teaching, going, making, baptizing, and teaching, is the Lord's presence, which ties us all the way back around to the beginning, which is the authority that he has given. Right? Of course he is with us in the baptizing, the, the making, the teaching, the bap- and the, uh, what was the other one? going, the making, the baptizing, and the teaching, because they are done under his authority by those whom he has sent, his apostles. Uh, one of the other confusions here is this mandate is given to the apostolic church, and it's exercised through the apostolic office, that is the office of the holy ministry, primarily. Um, that isn't to say that all those within the church um, collaborate and cooperate within that work, um, but, but the baptizing and the teaching and the going and the making of disciples is done through his word and through the ones whom he has sent, that is, his apostles. All right. So it's rightly um, an office of the keys text more than it is just a generic missionary kind of text. And a reading from Luke chapter 5. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them, and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, We have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. 
from now on you will catch men. So when they brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. There ends the reading. All right. Um, context. Context matters. What has been going on right before this reading? Catching of a great number of fish. We just go back to Luke 4. Just look at the end of that chapter. Uh, a few things have happened. So let's see. Oh, there's chapter 5. Yes. Um, so 38 through 44. Here's what's happening. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. All right. And this is the healing of Simon Peter's mother-in-law, uh, who was sick with a fever. And then it says, when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons came out of many, crying out and saying, you are the Christ, the son of God. And he rebuked them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew he was the Christ. And then when it was day, he departed and went into a de deserted place. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I, all, I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. All right. So that's the context. Healing the sick, casting out the demons, preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. So where was Jesus here in chapter 5, verse 1? Yeah, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, uh, which is also known as the Sea of Galilee. Now, what were the people doing? This is quite lovely. They were crowding in, they were pressing in to hear the word of God. What was on the edge of the lake? It says here in verse 2, yeah, two boats pair of boats. And the, where were the fishermen? You know, on the shore, washing their nets. What boat did Jesus get into in particular? Yeah, he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's. Now, we just met Simon back in chapter 4, right, with his mother-in-law. And what did he ask Simon to do? Yeah, put out a little from the land. And then he would teach the multitude, that is, preach uh, to them from the sea. Uh, I think this is more, one, so that they're not crowded in on him, uh, but two, uh, because his voice would carry well across the lake. What did Jesus tell Simon to do when he had finished preaching? See that in verse 4, right? Launch out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. But as Simon Peter would do, uh, he complains. He rejects this word of God, right? He toiled all because they toiled all night and caught nothing. Uh, well, he doesn't exactly reject it, but he does it anyway, right? Because at your word, I will let down the net. Uh, the fishermen will tell you that this is also an absurd time to fish and uh, also the wrong place to fish in the deep. What happened when they cast out the nets? Yeah, they caught a great number of fish so that their nets, the net was breaking. And how many boats were filled? Both boats, right? So much so that, what does it say there in verse 7? Yes, that they began to sink. Began to sink. When did a similar story occur? Yeah, this will be later. 
Um, not recorded in Luke's Gospel, but in John chapter 21, we have the recording of the catch, the miraculous catch of fish after the resurrection, right? The 164, 163, that sounds about right. <laughs> let's look. Uh, let's see. So they cast and they were drawing a multitude of fish. Uh, the other disciples in the little boat dragged in a net with fish. Come and eat breakfast. Where does it say how many fish that they caught? Nobody's saying in the chat. This is something you should memorize. Oh, there it is. 153, not 63. 153, verse 11 of chapter 21. <laughs> Someday the Lord will reveal to me what that number means, right? And to all of us. What did Simon do at this point after catching the fish? Yeah, confesses Jesus for who he is, right? He fell, falls down at Jesus' knees, asks Jesus to depart and go away because he is a sinful man, right? He recognizes he's in the presence of the Holy One. Um, now, what, what name has been added to Simon? You'll note it there in verse 8. Yeah, he's also called Peter. Why might he be referred to as now Simon Peter at this point? We have two feast days, actually, to recognize um, St. Peter in particular in regards to his name. Two days that the church historically would gather for divine service to recognize. Um, Luke 6, verse 14, Simon, who was also named Peter and Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, right? Um, there it is, Peter's... Uh, that's not where it is, but it comes later. Oh, yes, in Luke 9. You have the confession of Peter, right? You are the Christ, the Son of God, right? And then uh, you also have his confession of sin, right? Here, where he is confessing that he is a sinner, right? Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. And then you also have his confession of who Jesus is, the Anointed One, Christ, the Son of God. Put those two together and you have the rock upon which the church is built. Who else uh, was with Peter? Of course, these three always go together. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, right? And what was their connection? Of course, it tells us here. Yeah, they were all business partners with Simon. What did uh, Jesus say that Simon would do, though? Well, first he says, do not be afraid, just like the angels, right? And then he says, from now on, you will catch men. How is this related to what Jesus was just doing? This catching of men. How are you going to catch men? The same way Jesus does. Look at verse 3 here. He sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. <laughs> yeah, they would preach in the same way that Jesus preached. So then what did uh, Peter and his associates do? Yeah, they forsook all or left everything and followed Jesus. All right, a meditation on this text. Our Lord preached from the boat to illustrate the way he still sits in the midst of his church while his word is preached to the nations. The gospel is cast out like a net to draw in a great load of fish. The fishermen are the preachers of the gospel, and the fish are those who hear. The two boats remind us of the Old and New Testament church, which is united in Christ and filled to overflowing with those who have believed the gospel. Simon let down the nets according to the word of Jesus, and he caught the fish according to Christ's word. Like Simon, all who are called to proclaim the gospel 
join in the confession that they are sinful men. But Christ's word accomplishes the drawing in of many fish through such weak flesh. So it's the word that does the thing, of course. All right, what is confession? Confession has two parts. First, that we confess our sins. And second, that we receive absolution. That is, forgiveness from the pastor as from God himself, not doubting but firmly believing that by it our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. What sins should we confess? Before God, we should plead guilty of all sins, even those we are not aware of, as we do in the Lord's Prayer. But before the pastor, we should confess only those sins which we know and feel in our hearts. Which are these? Consider your place in life according to the Ten Commandments. Are you a father, mother, son, daughter, husband, wife, or worker? Have you been disobedient, unfaithful, or lazy? Have you been hot-tempered, rude, or quarrelsome? Have you hurt someone by your words or deeds? Have you stolen, been negligent, wasted anything, or done any harm? We pray. Merciful Father, you promise us that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As I come before you for confession and absolution, teach me to consider my place in life according to the Ten Commandments. Work in me true contrition and repentance. Give me a desire to live a new life. Help me to know and confess my sin truthfully. As I receive my Savior's forgiveness, comfort my conscience, renew my life, strengthen my faith in him, and restore to me the joy of your salvation. All this I ask for the sake of my dear Lord Jesus Christ, who died for me and shed his blood for me upon the cross for the forgiveness of all my sins. Amen. On this Friday, we pray for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, for the sick and dying. We pray for all first responders, doctors, nurses, and all those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. Pray for an end to all fear, anxious thoughts, and constant worry. Pray for deliverance from all authoritarian, tyrannical, and dictatorial rule. Pray that the Lord grant all women with child, especially Anne, and all mothers with infant children, increasing happiness in their blessings, that he defend all orphans and widows and provide for them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Today we pray in Thanksgiving with Kevin, who celebrates his birthday, and Thanksgiving for the opening of the infant care room at our school. Pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Kelsey, Amanda, John, Timothy, Sandy, Linda, and Ken. Aaron, and Penny. Pray for all those grieving, especially the, uh, Al and his family at the death of his father, Eugene, for the family and friends of Jane Twos, for our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey, and for Sheboygan Lutheran High School and Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, graciously hear the prayers of your people, that we who justly suffer the consequence of our sin may be mercifully delivered according to your to the your goodness, to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today is also the commemoration of Jacob, patriarch, Jacob, also known as Israel. Jacob, the third of the three Hebrew patriarchs, was the younger of the twin sons of Isaac and Rebekah. After wrestling with the angel of the Lord, Jacob 
whose name means deceiver, was renamed Israel, which means he strives with God. His family life was filled with trouble caused by his acts of deception toward his father and his brother Esau and his parental favoritism toward his son Joseph. Much of his adult life was spent grieving over the death of his beloved wife Rachel and the presumed death of Joseph, who had been appointed by the Egyptian pharaoh to be in charge of food distribution during a time of famine in the land. Prior to Jacob's death, through the blessing of his sons, God gave the promise that the Messiah would come through the line of Jacob's fourth son, Judah. Genesis 49. We pray. Lord Jesus Christ, scepter that rises out of Jacob, Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, rule our hearts through your suffering cross and forgive us our sins, that we may become partakers of your divine life. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we pray our hymn for this week. From depths of woe I cry to thee. Oh, uh-huh.
that he is merciful and just. This is my comfort and my trust. Is how I wait with patience. All right. So good to have you with us, Hall. Today, for our congregation of prayer, I see you, Roman, Don, Eileen, and Gus, Grace, Karen, Michael. Lord be with you all this day, this Friday. Again, uh, the funeral for Jane Twos is at one o'clock at Emmanuel Adel. So if you are acquaintance, would like to show your respects, you can come then. 11.30 is the visitation. Uh, otherwise, Lord be with you all this day, and we'll see you again in the morning to prepare for Sunday. Blessings.